0: hello
1: hey what's going on brother
0: hey man all right all right how's it going
1: <laughs> doing pretty good man So sure appreciate you coming on the podcast
0: thanks for having
1: me yeah all right hey guys this is uh this is uh Hill. back on bikes the crank podcast and today i have with me none other than mr archie james from richmond virginia what's going on bro
0: not a whole lot man how's it going today
1: <laughs> hanging in there man uh Hoping it doesn't rain so I can get out and get me a, get me a ride in
0: yeah definitely a, a wonderful beautiful day out there that's for sure
1: yeah well it looks like so what's it look like in up in uh what's it looking like in uh, uh Richmond
0: Richmond yeah uh, it's like 90 here um so you know I might go out a little later on and get a few miles in uh, I've been off the bike for a couple of days uh, but I hope hope yeah mess, <laughs> yeah mess around. Uh, wrestling with the missus. Uh, I found out I can't pick her up and throw her on the bed like I used to. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Okay>. so, uh, <laughs> I need to stick with bike riding and leave that stuff alone. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I got you. No, I but be, I'm good
0: now. I'll be back in the mix today to,
1: tomorrow. You know, I got you. All right, man. We're gonna get right into it, man. So, uh, the question that I always ask everybody is, um, you know, how did you get into Slacker?
0: Well, I, um, I, after two knee surgeries, uh, played a lot of basketball, football, running. After the second knee surgery, my doctors advised that I give up playing basketball and running. So, uh, after about two years, I gained all this weight. And and actually, my wife suggested why don't you try cycling? So, yeah, I actually bought my first bike and uh, you know, this the cheapest thing I could find. I took it <laughs> out for a seven-mile ride. I <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> thought I would yeah. have a heart attack, but uh, I got through it, you know. Right. And, right. Um, you know, I, I rode there for a little while. And, then, you know, I actually started losing a few pounds and mm-hmm. started actually – the knees actually started feeling better because uh, that's one of the things when you have knee issues arthritis these type of things that tell you to keep moving. You you, you shouldn't stay still. Kind of like a, a hinge. If you don't use a hinge, it'll rust. Right. So right. I found myself losing weight, feeling better. So I started, then I bought my next bike and then I built started I built a couple of bikes and uh and you know I just it it's just been loving it. You know, just been loving it.
1: Where did you get that first bike from?
0: Um <clears throat> I bought my first bike from a place called Performance Bikes.
1: Okay, so it was like, like bike shop. You didn't go to Walmart and Target
0: like
1: that. Right, <laughs> right.
0: It didn't go to Walmart, <laughs> and I went to, I went to went there because they had like some of the cheapest uh, prices around. Right. Now, so, so, did
1: mm-hmm. you? Um, this this uh, somebody like you know, advise you to go to a bicycle shop, did you start asking around or did you just happen to, you know, nope, I just
0: I just happened to I just happened to to be riding by. I seen the place and I just went in. It's you know, it's not a hot it's not a high end bike shop. Right. It's it's a, it's a a good bike to a good place to get started. However, however, knowing what I know now, if I had to do it again, I probably would I would have bought my first bike there but my second bike I would have went to a, a nicer shop and right. got fitted pre-fitted before buying the bike.
1: Right.
0: Because right. because here's what happened. When I went to performance they told me you need a 58 centimeter bike. That's what I brought. But I, I, mm-hmm. I'm I, six feet I, tall I, six okay. feet tall. I got a 32 inch inseam. But what I found out I went to get uh, about two months ago, I went to get a professional bike fit, a high-end bike fit, and what I found out is a 58 centimeter bike is really too big for me. I oh, really need a 56. got
1: gotcha, So, gotcha.
0: so I've been last my ten years of riding. I've really been buying bikes that's really too big for me, and then trying to adjust them to to my height and stature. Right. So. Right. If I had to do it over again, I would tell somebody, yes, you know the performance is fine for beginners, but when you go to spend the money on that first carbon bike, I suggest you go get a get properly fitted before purchasing the bike.
1: Yeah, because I'm actually uh was gonna do a uh, short video about Mm -hmm. that over the weekend because I've been having a lot of um, newbies ask about bicycles and stuff, so it's not just. Your inseam because uh, right, Shelly at um, uh, Twisted Spokes by was in uh, Atlanta or Johns Creek. Uh-huh. Uh, she's standing beside me. and She's like, I'm like five, nine, she's like maybe five, 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 six, right? But we would actually ride the same size bike because she stood beside right. me, <laughs> right? And her legs are inseam is just the same as mine, right? Her, her torso is shorter than mine. But we held our arms out, and her arms reach are this exact- Right. Oh, it's yours. Yeah, they're, they're the exact same as mine. So even though, so our legs and our arm reach, that mm-hmm. more than just your height. Right. Right. I got so, you. Yeah.
0: you. You know what? I really one of the things I found out was very interesting is the bike frames. The bike geometry mm-hmm. is. Basically designed for the weight to sit on the bike at at a certain place. So okay, say for instance, if you have a fifty-eight centimeter bike, and I'm just using this for example, it's designed. It might be designed to go with uh, a a hundred a hundred inch. um, I forget the thing called for the handlebar stem. Right. it'll, It'll be designed. The frame is designed to set up for a hundred millimeter stem.
1: Right.
0: So when you start, when you start putting like an 80 or a 60, you might be just throwing your weight distribution off on the bike. So right, that would, right. if your weight distribution is off, then going in hard turns and, in, and the curves are going to make the bike a little shaky.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, so basically you know, you got the wrong size frame, you know, somebody might can make it work, but it, it won't be ideal.
1: Right. And what's, and, and where it starts to tell that is when you get like over like 20 miles, especially when you get up into like, yeah. Right exactly. 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 Uh, I mean, your hands and your, even your Achilles tendon and everything, man. Right,
0: That's when you start having some, some other issues from, you know, not being in the proper position on the bike.
1: Sure. Right, right. So, did you get fitted before you got your um your uh, carbon frame from Montecchi?
0: Montessi? No, I I I didn't. That's when and that's when I found it found out I really should be riding a a smaller size frame. Right. So, from the time I got my first bike to now, I've been really purchasing bikes frames that are too big for me. Right. So that's because you know they set you up, they put you uh, on on their on their uh, the machine, right. uh, they all that type of thing, and uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting.
1: I I did learn a lot. Yeah, I, I really did. You know, the funny thing is, my first uh bike, like I said, I got that from Target, but my first uh, shop bike, a real bike, was a Bianchi. And okay, that's a good bike, nice bike. Yeah, it was you know it was a entry level bike, but um, right. uh you know the Italians come in fifty five, fifty threes. So, I had a 55, and this bike is actually a, this Cannondale is actually a 50, you know, it's a much better bike, but it's a mm-hmm. fix, And uh, so, it's actually a little bit too large for me. I probably need a four, but I, you know, bought a stem and tried to adjust it and get it right. to make it work. So, right. So, for all you newbies out there, it is very, very important that you do a lot of, you know, research before you go buy that first bike and even the different brands are going right. to, you know, fit a little bit different on you.
0: Exactly. And that, that's why the guy, uh, mm-hmm. the guy where, who fitted my Montessi and he was pretty much saying the same thing. And what they, what, what, what the bike shop can do is take your measurements and they can tell you what bike will work best for you. Right. Um, okay. Either that or, you know, doing your, you got to do the fit. And then you can take your measurements and do your own research and figure out, you know, what, what brand you want. Um, But uh, it definitely takes time. Shortcut is to let the, let the bike shop do it all for you, which of course costs, but I mean, cycling is not a cheap sport, so you're going to spend money. That's for sure.
1: And even, um, even in going to you know, spend the money to go to the, to the bike shop and get fitted and everything, there's still going uh, to exactly. be a learning curve. A learning curve, exactly. still going to be a learning curve. and Yeah. Small adjustments here and there over time.
0: Exactly. It's, it, you know, it's what's interesting as well is even after you get fitted as you ride, mm-hmm. you might need adjustments. Right. So it doesn't just – it's ongoing; it doesn't just end. I got fitted five years ago. I'm done. Now you, you right. have to get refitted. Yeah, you know? exactly. Our bodies, our bodies change. Like I'm more flexible than I was when I first started riding, so I actually can get get down lower, lower in the drops now than I could before.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: definitely. Your your body start adjusting to it. And the other thing I want to say to newbies is you have to stretch. Something that I, I've always struggled with, but this year I've really been uh trying to concentrate, concentrate on my stretching,
1: and, and that, that definitely helps a lot. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have to um start doing that, man, because I don't stretch at all, zero. So, yeah, I understand. I got um, but I do understand, right. the important stuff, and I just I found that out, you know, within the last mm. couple of months. I was like, man, actually, seeing one of your posts, actually, that's what it was. I was like, right, hmm, that makes sense. I may need to start. Yeah. <laughs> and i've seen
0: it seem to be the best time to stretch is right after a ride okay because your muscles your muscles are loose and and you just seem like you can you know relax more it just seems to work better you know because you're all warmed up and and
1: uh your your,
0: your muscles really relax so that, that seemed to be the best time too
1: okay cool man all right so uh let's get into a little bit of tech man um Tell me a little bit about your, uh, your tech journey as far as like, um, you know, mm-hmm. when you first started, I probably just was riding the bike, right? but then you got mm-hmm. maybe some Garmin and some connects and some straw.
0: Yeah. It it's, it's, it has been interesting. When I first started riding, I rode, um, just, I just got on a bike and just rode the bike. And then, you know, as I started looking online and looking at the different stuff, I, um, I bought I, well, I bought my second bike, and that's when I bought a computer. Mm-hmm. And then I found out from that is it, it, there's something called cadence, right? And I'm like, okay, so what I'm kind of find out is you know if you want to be a stronger rider, you need to be aware of you know what cadence you're riding at,
1: right?
0: And so. Then I found out there's a thing called a power meter. (laughs) And it it was interesting that, you know, stuff I was finding out, because I didn't really have uh, anybody teaching me and coaching me the first, I I guess, three, four years. And then I started riding with a group. Mm -hmm. And and I started having people showing me little stuff. But, you know, one of the things I would tell a, a new rider is once you get fitted, um, you know, you want to start looking into getting a computer so you can start paying attention to your cadence. Uh, you're pushing too hard of a gear, you'll wear yourself out faster. If you're spinning your legs too fast, then you still will tax your aerobic system mm-hmm. and you'll it'll, it'll be slower. But, um, you know, you can do certain drills to increase your cadence. All your best, your fastest cyclists have a higher cadence. Right. So they, they might be spinning between 90 and 100, uh, you know, depends on the rider. So with well, higher cadences, you can hold hold higher speeds or consistent speeds longer right. than you can at lower cadence. For instance, it, it'd be kind of like a weightlifter uh, trying to lift his max versus uh, half of that was he's doing more reps. Right. He'll last last longer doing the reps. Same same principle principles apply there. Yeah.
1: You know? That's a good analogy. That's a very good analogy.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean for a newbie cadence for sure. And then, you know, when you really start want to get into, you know, even if you want to be just be the fastest cycler that you can possibly be. Now you wanna start looking into power. Right. And you can, you know, that's, that's when you want to start looking at that. And, and I just really started down into looking at the, uh, I, pr- I recently got a power meter, mm-hmm. and I've been looking at some of my power numbers. What I have found out is on a lot of the fast group rides, I was, when I hit the hills, I was putting putting down way too much power that was causing me to, you know, have difficulties later on in the ride because I, I put it all out on the climbs. Right. So how
1: many, how many mm-hmm. are you putting out on the climb?
0: Rough. okay, so so um when you start talking about power meter, we, they have something a measurement that they call FTP, functional threshold power. Mm-hmm. So my that's how hard you can go in an hour uh before you start to die. Or just how how hard you can go in a Hour, so I can I can hold three hundred like three hundred sixty watts in an hour. That's what I can hold. So now, if I hit a climb and I'm hitting eight hundred watts, I'm, I'm I'm going. I'm taxing myself. I'm I'm going at my redlining.
1: Right, you're exerting too much, exerting too yeah. much uh, energy.
0: Right, so I can sit down and watch my power meter when I hit that climb. Now I want to keep it keep it down. You know, I want to keep it around if it's a really hard effort i might try to keep it around 500 i really don't want to go over 500 but if it if i have to to stay with the group i will but just randomly going over 800 watts when i don't need to is what i was doing before
1: right
0: right right so i've it learns you how to smooth your ride out and be more consistent
1: right so that you last longer and uh like, <laughs> you want bottom
0: out towards the end of the Yeah. You want just yeah, you just won't
1: just die near the end there. That- right. That- so um what's the um uh, know me mean you talked, you know, briefly uh, about mm-hmm. this before, but what is the uh cycling scene like in uh Richmond?
0: Well you know as far as, as blacks, um if I had to give a percentage uh yeah, I, I probably would say maybe twenty percent oh. of the psychic community. It's, it's not a, it's not a lot of black people, right. um, but it, it's a few, and we're starting to grow in numbers. Okay. Um, it's interesting because, you know, like I have all high end stuff on my bike. Right now, I do. Right. Um, but it's just interesting, like you know, I, I don't care what color you are when you pull up to these. Um, bike rides uh you, you know you get the look over <laughs> yeah. you' are gonna get the once over you're gonna get the look well, what does he got on that and right. i don't know if it's ma- this it, is like magnified because you know if i show up to a ride i'm the only black guy and like what is this guy ride and what is he what is he got here you know um uh, so that's, that's 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 always an interesting thing to deal with for
1: sure. I got you. What kind of uh what kind of car? I seen those rims, man. What kind of car those carbon rims you got?
0: Yeah, those are actually a guy in um uh, in Georgia uh built those. Uh hand, those are hand built uh wheels there. Yeah. Um they this, you know, I love I know. them. They grow really good.
1: What's the uh uh is that a to the brand or it just hand built them for you?
0: Right, they just hand built. There's no, it's not a particular brand, but he just hand built those. I've, I've been thinking about a pair of zips, but I don't, you know, those wheels, they've been bomb proof. I could, I really couldn't justify buying a <laughs> pair of zips because <laughs> those, those wheels, I've, I've definitely rolled past some zips on those,
1: uh, on those wheels. That's for sure. I gotcha. you. I got you. And you know, there's nothing wrong with you know name brands. They start from the bottom too, as well, but. Uh, you Know, I think we pay a little bit more, some right. just for the uh credibility of the brand versus just right, you know, the- yep. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and and you see, here's the thing I'm really honestly, I'm really not a big uh name brand person, not really like the Montessi. Uh, Montessi has only been around like nine years, uh. It's a Hispanic company, uh, and I I really, uh, it's a great bike. I wanted something different. The bike's stiff. It rode, responds well, so I feel like I hit the jackpot Right. uh, Oh, bike. And when I roll up to the rides, nobody else has one. Yeah. So that that I like.
1: You know what? I got this mentality from you, and I started implementing this over the past couple of months. It's looking for, you know, good quality up and coming uh, bicycle, you know, manufacturers, right. carbon wheels, right. cars, frames and other things right. too as well. You know, they gotta have right. they gotta have a little bit of uh, uh, you know time under the belt you know, a little bit, you know what I mean? Not just know yep. <laughs> no off brand, but uh, yeah, that's something yeah. That
0: What it, they, on the Montessas, you know, they race them up in New York. Uh, they they've been race race proven. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I searched around a little bit. I heard a lot of good things about them, um, I, and I and I would I'd buy another one. And somebody said to me one day, i never heard of that brand." Well, I mean, didn't hear about any of the brands till so they got out there and right and started advertising. So they had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, in yeah. Canada, they ain't just come out you Know right. on top of the market,
1: you know, right? A lot of people forget that dot, that uh, uh, Nissan used to be Datsun,
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, you're going know, way back now, yeah. It used yeah. to be Datsun. I'm not my mother had one, yeah, yeah. And, so Key yeah. and
1: Key yeah. wasn't that great of a product when it first started out either. But look at them,
0: neither was Hyundai,
1: right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> Hyundai, you. Was, I had an XL, you were scraping the bottom of the barrel, boy. <laughs> Not now. They don't have the game. That's for sure.
1: That was a modern day Pinto.
0: <laughs> it was no doubt about it. It was. I never forget it.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, man.
0: But yeah, and I told you. Oh, I did. I did leave out. Um, you know, I, I put the Shimano Di2 on the Montesi, and I really, I really like the electronic shifting. Oh, you didn't tell me that.
1: You didn't tell me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I went with this, uh, and I tell you, okay, I mean, the thing shifts flawlessly. Um, you can control how fast it shifts. Uh, it's definitely some some benefits
1: there, for sure. What's the, because um, I don't know, I, I've been looking at upgrading my one hundred five, but what is the um, cost of the DI2?
0: Well, okay, now, I will tell you, uh, you can get it uh, the D I two brand new for probably around fifteen hundred, uh maybe a little cheaper. Um, but I, I one thing about me, I I believe in buying sudden last year's model. Okay, I got, I got you. <laughs> So so I bought last year's model a lot cheaper, like eight hundred bucks.
1: Gotcha.
0: And it was a demo and it works flawlessly. I, I mean I love it, especially on hard rides, um you know, you hit the button and it just just it works so flawlessly. I just I just love it. But you know, at the same time, it ain't it's not a must have. It's kinda like a luxury. Right. But but you know, I mean that I mean, just like anything else in life, we have our houses, our cars, right. cars and and you know, the same with our toys we play with,
1: you know. Right, right. I actually like to say, um I definitely wanna go to an electronic group set. Myself, you know, right, right, because one of the things I found out is, uh, the more actually, the more knowledge you have in cycling, the more enjoyable it becomes. It is. When I had my first bike, man, there was no water bottle riding around in July, and yeah, right, and I didn't know why I right. felt so bad and felt like I had a hangover. There, yeah, yeah, dehydrated. Yeah, dehydrated, man. And, that, and that's a big,
0: that's a big one, man. Uh, you know. You just have to make sure you hydrate. If you, especially for the newbies, if you're not hydrating, then you know the next day you're not gonna feel well. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna be dragging. And
1: right.
0: I pretty much have mine down to a science. Science, I, I do a bottle depending on the ride. On a normal ride, I'm basically doing a bottle every uh, 20 miles. Right. So I know if I'm 10 miles out and I haven't drank half a bottle of water, I'm behind. Right. You know, and I'm also hydrating. If I know I'm riding tonight, um, i got a hard group ride. I'm making sure I'm hydrating throughout the day and not going into the ride dehydrated. That's a big one.
1: Yeah, i even eat and hydrate the night before, too, if I know I'm going on a ride. Right. That helps a lot. Exactly so I got a question um, you know there seems to be two different types of riding um, that people are aspiring to some want to be fast right. and some are riding well, actually more than two and some are riding right. fitness aspect and some are just riding for the uh, fun and some are riding for the adventure so right. personally I do want to get a little bit faster too, just so I can keep up when I go out of town and ride with some of these other guys right Right, but um, I'm more into the adventure riding, riding different roads and stuff. Okay, I got That I haven't seen. So, what's your what's your street?
0: I Man, I, I'm I'm basically one of these overkill people. If I do something, it's got to be all out, or I ain't, I won't do it. So I just I, I just when I go to ride, I ride as hard as I can, as fast as I can, for as long as as I can. Okay. I, you know what? I, that's just that's just how I am. You know, so, so if and that's how I deal with life. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it works against me. If I say that you're my friend, it, it's nothing I won't do for you. I will lay it all out on the table. You need what? You, I'll be there when you need me there. I just and I ride my bike the same way. So I, I've I've had some people get mad at me. They say, why? Why you ride so hard? Why you, why you going so fast? I, I don't know. It just it's just a switch or something that go off. And-
1: I gotcha. You. And you know, I, and I've learned too. I've, I'm thankful that I'm balanced enough to see this. Right. I see some people uh, downgrade people who have better bikes than them.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: I've seen some people who have uh, you know really good bikes and they. Down, you know, <laughs> talk down right. to those who have right. less a bike than them. Yep,
0: I, I don't like that kind of stuff.
1: Right, and I'm actually in the middle, and I'm thankful for that. I'm not like that because, right. um, I want to just see somebody get out and ride two wheels. Right. No matter where coming at the same time, where I see somebody really with a really nice bike, I want to ask them, "Oh man, that's a nice bike. You know, what about this right. part? What about that part? Because I want to inspire mm-hmm. to get a you know a better bike. Right. Right. so uh, like I said I'm just uh I don't like to see people you know talking yeah. down
0: see and like right and I, I I agree with you on that because um, me you know I came up I came up poor and um, mm-hmm. doing pretty good, good now you know life life is you know as an adult I can't complain so right. you know when I see somebody out there you know can can't everybody afford it you know about this high end stuff to me. This is just about you know being out there and and you know uh enjoying the experience. You know, I, I mean, I got some high end stuff, but uh, it, it's just about being out there, man. That that That's what it's all about to be. Yeah, I got you. Yes, sure. All
1: right, man. Uh, like I say, I appreciate you on here. I don't want to keep you too long, but is there any um uh, any last words or anything that you want to share with anybody
0: about anything for a cycling? I mean, I, you know, I guess I would say, man, to for me, cycling has been more than just exercise. It's it's almost like, almost like mental health to me. Like when I go out and I hammer on my bike, I get a release, right? And I, you know, I be at at those high speeds and the pace line. I'm just at peace, mm. and I get a chance to leave my problems around behind for a little while
1: and just enjoy the ride. Yeah, and I just encourage people just enjoy the ride. Yeah, man. Hey, before you go, uh, do you want to tell that story about the the about, what was it, the the horse?
0: Oh, so yeah, that's <laughs> the so
1: it's, it's funny.
0: So I'm out. <coughs> I'm riding. On, it's a solo ride. I'm by myself. I live out in the country, so I'm I'm out in the country. I mean, you know, horse country, God's country, as they, as they put it. Uh-huh. So I'm taking a break. I'm I'm sitting at the stop sign. I'm taking a break. I'm getting something to eat. So I hear somebody say behind me, "Oh, we're coming up behind you." So I turn around. This lady and this and coming on this on this horse. This horse is huge. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. She was like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know because my horse was looking at you like you were a monster. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I look like a monster, so I, you know, I just said okay, but a part of me wanted to say, well, what does that look like to a horse? Is like, this dog over here a small monster on a smaller scale? I mean. And 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 are you you you're riding on the horse. You sure the horse looking at me? I'm not. You can see which way he's looking. I mean, I was like, really, lady. Like, so I just told her, yeah, okay, it's a good day to ride a horse. And, uh, I'm trying to figure. out, did the horse whisper
1: to her? Like, hey, is that a monster? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I was feeling bad for the horse because. You know. yeah. <laughs> I
1: got
0: you. I got you. Yeah, that, yeah. I was feeling bad for the horse. I just leave it at that. <laughs>
1: so was the horse like a like a like a Clydesdale, like you know, one of those butt horses?
0: Yep. And the owner was a Clydesdale too. <laughs> 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 and I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. He was definitely a Clydesdale. Ain't All no there. doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'd rather be a monster than a class there.
1: <laughs> I, I leave that at that. Oh, He's probably looking at you like help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I oh, was like
0: hell. Somebody help me. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I just oh. uh, I, I did I did wonder. I said I did wonder to myself if I was a white guy would she have said that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I,
0: that's a, you know as as a black person those thoughts go through your mind. Right. Cause I. I ain't never
1: heard nothing like that before. My horse thought you was a monk.
0: Yes, it was the horse of you.
1: <laughs> i can gonna see if you were like, how uh, tall you? Was like, like six feet? Yeah, I'm six feet. i to understand if you were like six, six and up. I mean, yeah,
0: right. You know, on a bike.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It was crazy. It was interesting. Well, you Richmond still blow the Mason Dixon line, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know I always said Richmond, the former capital of the Confederacy. So, you know, you always hear people say, "I love." Somebody telling me uh, more than once, uh, "I love the history here." Like, okay, (laughs) I I don't see nothing all that great about it, but okay, you don't call slavery and uh, you know Jim Crow laws and. Right, these type of things, great history. Okay, I got you. I guess you're looking to make America great again, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to even do with that. Right, I don't think it's ever been great here
1: for us black people. Well, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we know it We know. <laughs> well, um, see. Uh, like I say, um, I really appreciate you coming on the uh podcast, man. Like I. If we had about 32 minutes now. I was going to try to stay up under 30, but that's okay.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and sharing your journey in cycling with everybody, man. We really, really appreciate it, man. Really appreciate it.
0: All right. You're welcome, man. Glad, glad I could help. Take care.
1: All right, man. Have a good weekend, brother. You too. You do the same. Thanks. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it for Blackstone Bikes Podcast. Check us out the next episode, guys. Bye bye.